Well, here we are, episode five. You would think that we would the movies would get better, but they don't. Here we're in the Christmas cabin. It's Joe Batanz, Lori Roggenkamp. It's still kind of Hallmark homos, but we're doing it right now. On after five. Said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined as always by the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori. Hello. Yeah, I made the sudden realization that one, we've covered zero Hallmark movies, <laughs> and uh, B, I think they're lifetime movies. I'll do more research, but we might we might have a title for the show based on that. Oh, yeah. But we're going to talk about all that. Today we're talking about The Christmas Cabin, which my parents, oh. I was telling them about it yesterday, and they're like, where are these movies airing? And I go, I don't know. I don't know who they're making these movies for. I mean, I apparently Amazon Prime. Yeah, and they're going somewhere. Look. I have a, look, I have a, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that this movie was made for people who are too high yeah. and can't deal you know, and so it's like they just search, type in the search on Amazon Prime. Can't deal right now. Yeah, and then this movie pop. Uh, I'm a little, which ups- is yeah. ironic because it gave me more stress than I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I'm, I know you and I have talked about this a little bit. This is one of those movies that I don't think either one of one of us has been able to help from talking about. You and I have a rule no. that we're not going to talk about these movies when we talk on the phone. But this movie. Is so frustrating on so many in so, so many levels. Yes. I'm gonna say this, and I told you this already. I'm gonna be repeating to you a lot of things I've told you on the phone. But this is gonna be the first movie in our series. We're here we on episode five, where I'm gonna actively tell the people listening, do not watch this movie. Don't do not don't do it. Don't do it. it there's no point. There's zero like the other one, I'm gonna tell you. And I'm, what's funny, I think you and I have talked about this. I talked about this with friends because I have a lot of friends who are very interested in this show. And I've said, you know, one of the great things that I've learned in doing this show. Now, this, now, again, we have not done any Hallmark movies, even though I did watch a Hallmark Christmas movie last night. We'll talk about that in a second. Which you are refusing to let us do. I'm refusing to what? You're refusing to let us do. But, oh, but yeah. we... Well, no, I think there's a reason. I think there's a reason. I'll get to, back to that in a second. So... okay. Uh, is I will say movies episode movies one through four, and I don't know if I, I I may not have made this clear. I may have been derelict in my duties in episodes one through four. I will say episodes one through four, those movies that's uh Hallmark, a uh, Home for Harvest, uh You Cast a Spell on Me, aka uh Some Kind of Magic, uh The Christmas Catch, and A Very Country Christmas are very watchable movies. Yes. They're really I bad mean, and have a lot of plot holes. Well, I've turned a corner. I firmly, watching Christmas Cabin, I firmly yeah. believe that Christmas Catch is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I firmly believe that now, I feel like I've had like some form of like, um, 
you know, captive syndrome yeah. where I'm just like, no, it's, these are great movies. Yeah. I love these movies. Yeah. 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 Because it's funny because I was listening just to make sure the episode was good. I re-listened to our Christmas catch episode and I was like, oh, I, I, I kind of missed, I, I wanted to go see that. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I rewatched Christmas catch. Oh, I, I will. I'm going to visit my parents right now. Mm-hmm. To buy a phone, mm-hmm. and while we're at the Verizon store, I will gleefully watch Christmas Catch in the Verizon store. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's one of the, yeah because it's one of those movies you could turn on and turn on. You don't have to sit there and watch the whole movie. I'm all just watch no. that. Yeah, I'll just watch the part where they catch the the guy and stuff like that. Like so that's why it it, it those four movies are in stark contrast to the Christmas Cabin, the movie you and I just watched. Let me tell you this. Yes. Let me tell you this, and I guess I'm okay. preview the next episode. We're gonna have a very special guest. We're gonna have uh, emerging afterthought superstar Adam Salandra is going to join us for the next movie, which is The Spirit of Christmas. Yes, he's already said yes. He's committed to it. I originally, I well, I originally said you should do the Christmas uh, Christmas Cabin. I hadn't watched Christmas Cabin yet. Okay. You had had told me about it. Yeah, you had told me about it. And I said, well, why don't you do that? Because, okay, so here's the story with Adam Salandra. He was, so let me get into the Hallmark movie, actually. So last night, today is the Monday of Thanksgiving week. And last night, uh, Hallmark premiered their quote unquote gay movie, Mm -hmm. uh, The Christmas House, which I'll probably go in, we'll we'll probably do a mini review of it with Adam on the next episode because I know he was going to watch it. Okay. Okay. And I think you should watch it too. What I will say, I have a lot of thoughts, good and bad, about that movie. But not it's the thing is though with that movie and what I maybe and I talked to my parents today. My parents are avid Hallmark movie watchers, and they watched The Christmas House last night. And I I asked some questions. I said, "What did you guys think of that movie?" And they're like, it was cute. And I said, "Was it better or worse or than than their average Hallmark movie?" And they said, "No, it's like all of them, you know." So if that's the case. These Hallmark movies, Lori, they are like the Criterion Collection, like AFI-nominated award, BAFTA-winning, Oscar-winning nominated movies. This is, this is like the pantheon of great films. This, yeah. These are your Hitchcocks. These are your, uh, you know, your uh, Billy Wilders, your, you know, the, the pantheon of your, your Vim yeah. Vendors. You know, I'm trying to think of funny names of people who are moved. Spielberg. You know, they have nothing. Yeah. Th- those are the, of the fit cinematic world. That's who it is. Right. Because we have Ed Wood over here with Christmas Cabin. Yeah. Oh, so. Christmas Cabin is Ed Wood. You're right. Christmas Cabin is Ed Wood. The, the whole Which is movie- sad because that's actually that actually for me, in my opinion, I feel like Ed Wood tried. Mm-hmm. And the, it just seems like this this movie was like. No one tried. Well, we're just going to put a camera here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so we'll go into I want you to watch the Christmas house. The Christmas house is. Is there are no plot holes? Everything there, look, there are there a couple of things we can make fun of? Yeah, but it'd probably be a 10 minute. That's what I'm saying. Like, we'll do a mini review of the Christmas house when we do the spirit of Christmas. Okay. Does that make sense? And I know Adam will have watched it. Uh, I have a little complaints here and there, but it, it, it's like, oh, these are people who know what they're doing. I also want to apologize for what sounds like a theater of applause in the background. My aunt is watching The Crown. And oh, for some I, reason, has to have it on the loudest volume ever. Oh, I'll be honest, so. with you, I don't hear anything. So you're setting. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I feel like 
I thought for a second you were playing a sound effect, and then I realized that it no. was. It's something with the microphones. It happens to me too. Like, cause I'm like, my, my parents will be having like a double Dutch contest right outside the door or something like that. And I will be like, do you guys hear that? And you, you guys will say like, you don't hear anything. So maybe just, maybe our headphones pick it up, but we don't. Okay. So we're going to do the Christmas cabin a little differently than we do the other movies. Like in the other past four movies, I've gone, cause so much happens in those movies that we have to go scene by scene by sequence by set piece, right? We don't have, yes. nothing happens in this movie. So we don't have to. So I'm just going to give, and I was originally, believe it or not, Lori, based on listening to the previous episodes, and I'll probably do this for the spirit of Christmas. I was actually going to do my homework and I was going to actually type out my notes by scene so that it's more organized. Yeah. But with the Christmas cabin, I was like, if I did that, I would put more work into this movie than the filmmakers did. And I refused to do that. Yeah. Just by, just by actually watching the movie and going, this isn't good is more work than the filmmakers. Here's the funny thing is I don't remember their first names. Okay. I don't think you need to because there are literally like six characters in the whole thing. We could probably just say what their roles are because it's basically the man, the woman, the man, the woman, the secretary, the old man. Uh, the lady that works at the cafe, the brother and his wife and <clears throat> awful kids. That's it. It's really no, well. Up. His kids who have obvious. His mom. Okay, I see. I I did a little bit. <laughs> I did a little bit of work mm-hmm. in this, and that I wrote. I wrote, but I came up with my I, my opinion of backstories for mm-hmm. each character mm-hmm. that I subscribe to each person. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And so, uh, so we have uh, the the writer, the woman, yeah. mm-hmm. and she is a lesbian. She's oh, struggling with her sexuality. One hundred percent a lesbian. She is one hundred percent lesbian. Yeah. But wait, wait, she's wait, a lesbian. Wait, wait, let's do exactly. Okay. Because I was telling Lori, the story is so simple that I'm just going to yes. tell you guys the story one time, and we're never going to we're not going to walk through the beach. We're just going to go. We're just going to tear through it because. The story is really simple. And correct me, jump in, Lori, whenever I miss anything that's important. Okay. But essentially, the man is uh, a ruthless, somehow stock financial person. It's never made completely clear. And Who may also be a lawyer. Might be a lawyer. Nothing is clear in this movie. He's a business person. He, He talks on his phone a lot. And he doesn't have time for a relationship. You know, Lori, and I think someone else made this joke about the other movies when they were talking to me. But some whoever hears this, and uh, maybe it's you, Lori. Uh, I apologize for I'm, I'm acknowledging this is not an original thought of mine. It's a porn without the sex. I think you said that. Oh, I did. I think you'd. I, if I remember, I mean, who knows? I could be wrong. I mean, look, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love giving myself credit, yeah. but I don't. I think you said it. Well, so. this, this the Christmas cabin is the, the Christmas cabin is the embodiment of that phrase. Whoever made it up, the one time you don't give yourself credit, yeah. you yeah. actually the, said it. The um, Christmas cabin is a porn movie without the sex, and so oh, it guy, is for sure a porn movie without the sex. It, yeah. Honestly, I think what happens is I think that these the porn the porn people did the porn and then said, you know what, we could also make money if we just cut out the sex. 
things and just have the set and just have this the story part of it. You know to, what? There you too. know what's so funny is if you got lookalikes, body doubles to have a hardcore porn sex scene, right? You know the part I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. People would go, oh, all right, well that makes now the movie makes sense. We should do it. Yeah, we should we should direct I- a porn <laughs> based off this movie. So anyway, so here's the plot. <clears throat> the man is some sort of financial person. The woman just for no reason, we're going to get to this, goes to this cab. She uh, she's made plans with her brother to go to his Christmas party uh, for Christmas. And she loves he apparently loves Christmas all about family, but ditches her own family to go to go to this cabin, go to this cabin by herself in the snow. Family owned cabin. And the rich man is going to go surveil a piece of property uh, that he has inherited, I think. And mm-hmm. he hates Christmas anyway, so he's going to take this weekend before Christmas and go to this property and check it out. Lo and behold, he gets lost in the snow and stumbles upon, almost dies. The woman brings him into the cabin. Turns out this is the cabin he was looking at. Turns out this woman is the person he needs to talk to because he wants to buy her out of the cabin. Because it turns out 50-50, his uncle had built it with some woman. They broke up. And she gets really angry that he offers her money for the cabin. And uh, then there's a there's a I Love Lucy style old sitcom. This half of the house is mine. This half is yours style thing. Yes. That goes on for way too long. Then eventually, for no apparent reason whatsoever, they play a game of Yahtzee and they become friends. And then fall in love and spend several days together. Even though the man, people are probably worried about him. They don't know where he is. And he has deals to close. They go for a walk, walk by a cell tower. He gets text messages that say, where are you? And he's like, oh, I got to go. People are worried about me and I have work. And she's like, you fucking dick. And he leaves. But when he gets to the restaurant, uh, he's like, uh, maybe I should go back. And then he goes back. End of the story. Am I wrong? I mean, there are little things also, there. but <clears throat> We'll get to it. But nobody lets him leave. Like yeah. this is this. <laughs> this turns into a horror movie. Like so many times where I'm like, oh, this is going to be a horror film. His yeah. secretary refuses to get book him a plane ticket. Yeah. He, he, like his, nobody lets him leave. So mm-hmm. it's not like he had a choice. Yeah. He was staying there. Yeah. People, he's supposedly some sort of ruthless financial person, but people are constantly bossing him around. There is also yes. a weird thing I left out where like it turns out he owns a lot. This is really called, they should just call this movie White Privilege Pro- Christmas. Yeah, because, property. Yeah, yeah, of property. White property. Yeah, because wh- it's like, oh, I have a lot of property, of miles and acres and acres and acres of property, and so do you, and we own both own this cabin, right? Yeah. And uh, so, okay, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. But for everyone, guys, I'm not joking. I think maybe we'll fill in little details as we do this that are important because they're stupid. That really is the story for 90 minutes. It's literally, it's like I said, I think maybe three or four scenes total. It's like, you could do this as a play. This movie could be a play because there aren't many set pieces. No. Uh, You could even do it as a What do you want to bet? It probably was a play. Oh, you know what? Or a playwright wrote it. You know, a playwright wrote it for some shitty festival at his college or something like that. You're right. Well, the two... That there's two writers and one of them plays the brother who is perhaps one of the worst actors. I have because these actors are bad. The lead, the brother is. You would think he's doing a parody of acting. Yeah, 
You know, like when we, like when Laurie and I go, like, no, I really don't want to do that. That's literally how he acts. Yeah. It's hey, sis. Hey, sis. Wow, you sound upset. Yeah, yeah. No, that's literally. That's why I'm saying it sounds. It's like a porn movie without the sex. I'm telling you, 100. percent So the first thing that we see, I'm just doing this for order, so people understand. Is even okay? Look, guys, I will say this. I will say I'm going to give you a weird piece of advice. Once again, this movie is available on Amazon Prime Video. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free. Don't watch it. Don't. Well, I'm going to give a little bit of a caveat. I will say, or maybe Humble Pie, because Humble Pie has been pulling us relevant videos from this. I believe it's also on YouTube. Because that's where Aiden watches these movies on YouTube. The first minute is indicative of the whole movie. The first minute or two. When she's when we see our the lady, the woman yes. driving and putting on clothes. And she does this throughout the movie where she acts like she's in a silent movie and she does like these yes. exaggerated uh gestures and faces that just things that nobody would ever do. Uh yes. yeah. So we see her in her bedroom and she's what, doing this. Go ahead, yeah. Where where I my aunt when we were watching this, my aunt goes, does anybody, does a normal person do that? Where yes. she's like, she's literally dancing with her sweaters. Yeah, yeah. She's putting on, da- like, like yeah, like she's she's dancing with her sweaters. And she's just packing her suitcase, apparently, to go to this cabin for Christmas. But, like, every, this this she does this throughout the film. Anything she touches to move, it's like, it's the most precious and wonderful thing she's ever held in her hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awful acting. She's so, so to, it must have taken her seven hours to pack that one suitcase. Well, she didn't even pack it. And then where did the suitcase go? She packed, she, we see the whole beginning is her getting ready and she just throws everything on, on top of her suitcase. She doesn't fold it. She doesn't oh, do anything. Right. And then we never see that suitcase again. Well, yeah, apparently what's funny is, it, it, like I said, guys, we're going to be jumping around because this movie has three set scenes. She went hiking to find the location and didn't even have the suitcase. Oh, for so did you're she, right. Did she bring the suitcase later? Did she, you know? You're right. She went She went to go find the house and she has no suitcase with her. Also, apparently, does she have any provisions? Like, does she just have food in the house? Like, it's because everyone she's going to a remote cabin that's very difficult to get to. In fact, uh, yeah. when the, when the man stops at a, at the chef's cafe uh, to get direct, or he's lost or can't find his way, an old man's like, "Oh man, I used to be uh, like hunt wolves or something like that, and that's why I know this pass. I'm gonna have to give you directions. It's very difficult to find, and very uh, difficult. And, uh, and remember, he gets lost and almost dies. Yeah." How did she lug all the groceries she's going to need? Because the cabin's been empty. She's going to need a lot of groceries. She's going to need a lot of supplies. How does she get them there without actually... I would imagine you have to drive up a, like your packed SUV right up to the house. Yeah. No, that's true. Why didn't anybody drive? Like that one guy drove and then stopped and then put on his little fin booty things yeah. and then and then walked and it's like why can't you drive on the snow like that doesn't make sense yeah and also like why not just drive up to the property exactly like I, okay him he didn't know where it was all right whatevs right but, but even more reason why you would drive true but she she knows exactly where the house is why wouldn't she drive 
Yeah. I don't know. So there's a bunch of scenes of her in a car and, and she, you're acting, she's, she's never driven in a car before. She's like looking, she's, I'm out, focus on the road, lady. She's like looking at the sky, like everything is, everything's like, beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Everything's magical. The way she makes tea is awful. Right. So, um, so this, this goes to my backstory. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I believe that this woman is a lesbian who struggles with her sexuality because her family is super religious. Mm -hmm. Her only champion was her great-grandmother who recently passed away. She finds out that she has cancer. And so she decides that she's going to go up to the cabin to kill herself (laughs) because she she can't deal with the fact her great grandmother passed away and uh-huh. that she has cancer and that her family is not accepting of her sexuality. Yeah. Everyone so all should, those things, she just decided to end it all. One of, one of the things that supports Lori's theory is this woman has the quintessential Kate Gosselin. Can I speak to your manager haircut? She has the yes. haircut of a middle-aged, uh, uh, woman who gets very, very angry, which you know what, to be honest with you, if the writers were going for that, bravo, because she actually acts like a Karen, to use that phrase, uh, yes. several times in this movie. So she's the kind of person who's at the gap. Is like she, you, She's the kind of person who speaks to people's managers right off the bat. Also, she – like I can't tell you the, the lack of – I mean I honestly – if you told me that these two, the man and the woman, were brother and sister in real life, yeah. I would believe you mm-hmm. because the – Lack of sexual chemistry mm. in this movie is so, it's just like, I was just like, you would be, I honestly feel like there was more sexual chemistry between her and the, the various nutcrackers she puts out in her house <laughs> you, and I, the between way she her and this man. The way she acts towards this guy, I would say she's a nutcracker, but let me tell you this. Oh, uh, well, hey there, well, like, I'm going to be she at the has at least cafe. 20 nutcrackers. Yeah. Oh, it's just so. way too, and they're so special to her. But what I would say, though, is you're right. And we've said this in other movies. And I want to clarify those statements now after watching. This movie is a benchmark for us. This is now the low bar. Okay? Yes. We oh, I forgot to mention one other thing. Yeah, go ahead. She's going to burn the cabin down. That's how she's going to kill <laughs> in the, in the thing. Let, let me yeah. tell you this. In other movies, we've said, oh, they have no chemistry. Like Home for Harvest. I think we talked about it, too, in uh, – you cast a spell on me and, and, oh, in, in every movie, actually, Christmas Catch, they have no chemistry. But I will say, we never acknowledge this. In at least two of those movies, I could see them being like, well, I don't want to date you, but I'd fuck you. Right? Yes. This one, I don't think they even want to have sex. No. Honestly, I, I, I firmly believe they're brother and sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. actors. The no. actors act like they're brother and sister. No, Lori, if that would have been the revelation at the end, I would have been like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because... Uh, technically, they are cut. They are like... Because in the movie, they say that they're the mother, the grandmother, or the great aunt, right? Or the great grandmother dated the great uncle. And then, so, I mean, we don't know what the, if they had kids together, that was never established. True. So they could be actually related. So, uh, okay. So then what we see next is, and we're going to buzz right through this. It sounds like there's a lot to this movie. There really isn't. She's trying to find her cabin. She knows where it is though. And she stands by a cell tower and the cell tower becomes important, but she uses this opportunity to call her brother. 
Okay, I have a backstory for the. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what happened with the brother first, or then you tell the Yeah, yeah. Tell okay. what happens with the brother. It's first, very simple. She she calls uh, her brother to say, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to be able to make it for the Christmas Eve party you're having. I've decided instead to go to our family's cabin. Our grandma has just passed away uh, earlier this year, months before, and then she mailed gifts before she died." <laughs> And uh, I am going to I want to be in the cabin. You're being too kind, Joe. That's not what happened. Oh, it's not? What happened was the brother calls her and says, you're not coming to Christmas Eve. You're going to leave oh. me with mom and dad. And oh. she says, oh, so she wasn't even planning on telling them that she oh. was like, oh, okay. I, well, yeah, I was being too kind. And so this cell tower is, you know, this is our little checkoff. So it makes here. even less sense. Yeah. So she has this conversation with him, and 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 while the, the brother, who is literally the worst actor I have ever seen on film, and ever seen on film, the worst actor, hands down. Yeah, his shitty child is—I don't know why they put her in charge of pancakes. Doing, I think this is their idea, movie idea of comedy. She's making awful pancakes. Well, she's making pancakes, and then at the end they go, "Oh, we're we're gonna go out for brunch or whatever," and then he looks at batter and goes oh really and it was like it's batter it's not supposed to be anything yet it's not like it's like it's formed paint it's not like it's supposed to form into pancakes right in front of your eyes it's batter but also she was putting all this shitty stuff in there if he's apparently he saw this i would be like wait hold on sister Uh, hey no 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 no. don't do that right he's like my daughter's pouring salt into the batter What, what does she put in the batter she put like sugar and then extra extra flour in the batter. She didn't put. I don't think she put anything like too crazy in there. Oh really? Anyway, so that it, that's it, it, the the point of this. The kids are being chaotic, and the wife has one line. She goes, "She's not coming." Like that's her whole line, right? Oh, and she also dro- almost drops the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by yeah. the way, um, like I said, the nana, the, her nana has given them uh, gifts, and she goes, "What did you get to the brother?" And he goes. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's a phosphorescent Thomas Kincaid wall painting. He was amazing. I already hung it up and I was like, that sounds gaudy and awful. And it, to me, it's exactly what this movie is. This movie is a phosphorescent Thomas Kincaid painting. Well, that's, that's the thing that I love is they act like these like shitty Christmas decorations are like the most treasured. Like later on in the movie when she opens her present, which by the way, is wrapped the way that you wrap in like a stage production where you like don't wrap the bottom so you can just pull the wrapping off. Like yeah. it was just such a fake way to wrap something. But they unwrap it and it's a light it's like a QVC uh gift. You it's you light it up and mm-hmm. it's like an ornament that lights up and then he knocks it over by accident. She's like, what did you do? Oh my God. Yeah. And we just a montage of her trying to glue it back together and crying and it's like you could just reorder it yeah i know she's like like so i mean it's a piece of shit tchotchke that she got that they literally like when yeah you're in your line at cbs and you're like oh i better uh, go to a white elephant party i better pick up a gift you would take my grandma used to do that my used to order all of her gifts off qvc and guess where they went right in the trash because they're awful awful gifts yeah they're not good. And they're just space wasters. Yeah. And then the brother does I that thing. Like I, Go ahead. Yeah. And the, the yeah, it's just like, a imagine being like, this is, and that plays into my alcoholic thing. Imagine being a woman and your husband puts up a painting of like 
with like a glow glow up thing. It's just like, ugh. It's just so gross and weird. Uh yeah, it's 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 awful. And then uh he hangs up the phone with the sister and then he does you can tell this he thought this is a big acting moment. He says, Merry Christmas to a phone that's hung oh, up. That's what I wrote that in my notes. She she they both go, I love you, I love you, and then they hang up and he goes, Well, Merry Christmas. Like that's yeah. what he wanted her to say. Yeah. That was the thing that he was waiting for. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's the thing that you want her to say? Yeah. Yeah. But uh-huh. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Why isn't this whole family going to the cabin? I don't know. But if your family inherited a cabin, yeah. Don't you think you would go, "Hey, it's, you know, let's be around let's be around grandma. Let's go to this cabin. Let's just have a fun family gathering." Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, maybe there's only since there's only two beds, but Apparently, or no, maybe only one, one bed. bed. There's only one bedroom and one bed. But we don't. They never even went upstairs. It's almost as if she did. Go whoever upstairs. lent them the cabin no, says she did don't go, go upstairs. upstairs. She did go upstairs at one point. I wrote in my notes. It's just an attic. I'll, we'll talk about that in a second. She goes upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so now we're in San Francisco. Okay, now we meet the guy. Okay. First of all, a horrible fake acting scene where he's acting like he's on the phone. Oh, we, need, we 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 haven't talked about this yet. Let's talk about this now because this is the first time we actually really see it. The movie is just under an, an hour twenty five minutes, and Lori will back me up on this. I would say, and I'm being conservative here. I would say roughly thirty minutes of this film are just B roll stock footage of mountains oh. and landscapes and snow. You're Am being I wrong? generous. I mean, you're being, you're being, yeah, you're being conservative for sure. I would say like at least 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. There is a ton of, you're just sitting there and there's just shot after shot of just landscape and snow. And it's, I mean, you know, what's so funny is, um, it's not a Hallmark movie, but this is definitely, it looks like the whole movie looks like a Christmas card or something like that. Like it's, 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 it's the oddest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It really and then is horrible. my favorite part is that they, they do this thing where they try and say, like, they try and show, which I don't know why, but they try and show people on the phone talking yeah. while music is playing. Yes. Okay. And instead of just having, just showing a conversation or just cutting to when the conversation, when they want to start the conversation, they have the people do like this weird version of, of Instead of just saying, like, just say watermelon and typewriter, you know, all over and over again, they have them go, like, the one guy, I, I guarantee you, if you took the audio from his conversation, it, he would just say, yeah, 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 like, he just moves his mouth up and down, yeah, like, he yeah. doesn't even try and pretend like he's, yeah, it doesn't look like he's talking, it looks like you're right, it looks like he's just mumbling nonsense, uh, yeah. By the way, lots of B-roll footage of San Francisco to establish this. I'm just going to cut through this scene really quickly. Is once again, so we meet his sassy black secretary, and who like runs his life? Runs his life. She's not just his secretary; she's his personal assistant. Yes. Yeah. And I don't actually, to be honest with you, there's the implication that she's really the brains behind this thing. She's like, here's that contract. Here's this. And, you know, she's like, mm. and she's, and you know, what's really sad. And I was watching this with Aiden, this part 
is I was you could tell that this is probably like a classically trained actress. Oh, she was the best actor in the whole movie. She was. And she, you know, she's done like Shakespeare and something and probably does not talk like a sassy black woman. And in most of her conversation, she's talking, she doesn't have that affectation, right? But there's parts, certain lines where the director's like, can you black it up a little bit? Yeah. Can you be a little more urban? She'll be like, okay, well, here's your math, this contract, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then she'll be like, "Mm -hmm. that boy needs a woman. And I'm like, they where? said that she says that like two or three times. And the last time she said it was at the end. And, and she, she's like in her robe. I don't yeah. know if it's just the juxtaposition of the scenario, but yeah. she was in her robe and she was like in a kitchen yeah. and she goes, mm, that boy needs a girlfriend. Yeah. And then there's just a moment where you see her kind of look down and just like, I felt the actress go, what am I doing? <laughs> What am I doing? Like, I just felt the actress go, why am I doing this? What like, I-, I have pride. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. How did my life become this? Right. So, yeah. Um, but, and there's all this weird, com- it, this isn't the only problem with time in this movie. There's a lot of time problems here is in this scene. It's weird. I think the Christmas party is happening after Christmas. I don't know. It's really confusing. She's like, well, this is before Christmas, though. Yeah, no, right? no, this is before. Yeah, this is before Christmas. But she says, "You're le- you're not going to be here for Christmas." And he goes, "You know, I hate Christmas, so I'm going to get out of town." He goes, "But I'll be back for the Christmas party." It's very, it's very unclear. So, is he planning That's to be gone right. for Christmas? No, but then the end of the movie, he doesn't get there, and then he goes back for Christmas to the cabin at the end. But then they say he, they say he's going to be gone for Christmas. Yes. And then he, and then he's, but he stays an extra five days, like an extra two or three days at the cabin. Yes. So then he wouldn't have been gone for Christmas. Yes, you're right. Because he when have he's been. leaving, when he wants to leave, they say it's Christmas Eve. Yes. And then oh, you're right. And then he also tells her in their big heart to heart, he says, I just needed to get away. I hate Christmas. That's why I decided to do this because I hate Christmas. Yeah. Um, by the way, I want to point out before we go to the next scene, that once again, I thought we weren't doing scene by scene. We're not. We're not doing the way you usually do it. But like, I'm looking by beats. Uh, we're, okay. No, right, but right now, the most scenes are right now. Once we get to the cabin, it's basically one giant scene. You know. Yeah. Well, we have to talk about the logic of. All right, we got. I mean, wait, wait, there's like. On. Let me just make my point. My point is, is I just want to point it out once again with Octavia, the secretary. Once again, the one person of color. Her whole job is to make the her the white man happy. Okay, go ahead. Yes, yes, yeah. And she's not very good at her job. No. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> my my thing is, well, I have a lot of issues. Yeah. Um. How come nobody else in this family knows about this fucking land? <laughs> nobody else. Well, nobody okay. else in this family knows let's, about this. Let's land. establish what's going on here. So. Again, it, what this guy does for a living, they're trying to make it seem like it's important to the script, but it, in theory, he could be a dentist. And, and to be honest with you, he could have been it, anything. It, it he could have been a, a hobo. It would make more sense to this story if he didn't work in this world because it actually makes it confusing. Is They don't clarify this so much later, 
But is he going to survey this land for his job? Is he going to survey this land as an investment? Up, like, why is he, is it a personal? Like, if he was a dentist, you could be like, well, I inherited this property. Let me go check it out. Right? Yeah, he has a big case of what we don't know. Yeah, but we know that he has the big case that he has to close before Christmas. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you gotta send me that paperwork. When I'm on vacation, because we have to close this by Christmas. But going back to our going back to our time problem, if this case, we don't know what it is, this deal is so important, okay? Wouldn't you close? And if you hate Christmas, wouldn't you close it first and then on Christmas, which you hate and nobody's working anyway, you would go to survey this property? That's what I would say. Because, oh, well, here's the other thing, too, because we don't care about time here. We're not about the the scenes. So what you learn later is when he actually gets by, because he loses his cell reception when he goes to the cabin, when they actually walk by a cell tower. We'll get to that in a second. He gets all these messages, and I go, oh, well, you you see these text messages go by. Like, it's, it's, I love it's a mix of we think you're dead and you, son of a bitch, you lost the deal, right? <laughs> you lost the you – bro- you did not send the appropriate paperwork for the case. Yeah. Well, don't, like, don't he's you- the only – like, for some reason, he, he's the one who – like, they couldn't access the his office or, yeah. or don't go into think, his records or – Don't you think the person who's who's the other side of this deal would be like, Holy shit, the guy that I was doing this deal with is missing in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, find him first and then we'll deal with it. Not a big deal. But but I'm going to say it's not a big deal. So he's like, I'll tell you why. They do some tricky language here, but it's dumb when you actually think about it. So, again, once again, going back to my theory that aliens from another planet took a 30-minute uh course in how Americans or uh, Americans are also earthlings act. Or white people act and then wrote a movie based on it. Okay. Because then there's reception, there's the secretary, Octavia tells him, well, you know, they're gone for Christmas now and you're going to have to wait till next year to close this deal. And at first I was thinking like, oh, a year later. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, like no, a she, week. A week. <laughs> like who the fuck cares? All right. I'll wait till the, I'll wait till a week like, from now. Does- like it doesn't even affect him at all. No. Like it's just time. Yeah. Which by the way, he he acts he for so long of the movie, he acts like he's on a time crunch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the beginning the beginning and the end are bookended with him going, I gotta get this done. I gotta get this done. I cannot wait. I cannot rest. I can't do anything. The middle of the movie is literally him going, Yeah, I can hang around. Yeah, yeah, I can oh, do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. No, I don't need to check in with him, but I'm good. I can. Yeah. I can hang out with you. Like that's it. And then, but then the middle and the the end is him going. I can't. I can't talk to you. I gotta go. I can't talk. I gotta. I get. I'm sorry. I gotta go back to the cabin and grab my things. Oh, I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta pack. I gotta. Uh, uh. But Lori, oh, yeah, exa- I can talk to you for a second. Lori, okay. So that's what I'm saying here, though. Is don't you think in the entire time that out they're together for 24 hours a day for at least three days? Don't you think he would say? Listen, woman, I really like the time I'm spending with you. I kind of have this deal to make. I need to call in and check in on people. Is there, how do I make calls? Do we go to town? And then she would say, like, yeah. oh, then she would say, oh, there's a cell tower right behind this house, which, okay, let's talk about the cell tower now. Does anybody, I'm not a fucking engineer or anything like that, but I know for a fact that cell towers, cell 
towers work more than one foot away from the cell tower. Yeah. So, also, there's not a like. It's not like there's a thing where it's like it's spotty in places, not regions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like at past the tree you won't get reception. Yes, that's how it's it like works past the, the tree and to the left won't get. You know what I mean? No, Lori. It's remember in that opening scene because when we saw that. Remember I told you she's. I'm telling the audience. Remember when she calls the brother? She's holding yeah. the phone up. I thought she was taking a selfie. Unless she's taking a selfie. She's holding it up, and then right when she gets, I'm talking six inches from the cell tower. She's like, "Yes," and I'm like, "If that cell tower is as close to the house as they make it seem, they should have five bars throughout the entire house." Yeah. Like they're right by. In fact, I would worry about having cancer. That's how close they are to the cell tower. <laughs> yeah, we're close. This cabin is is manned by. Yeah, this no. is a cabin that watches the cell tower. In, in this, uh, movie, you, have, you have to stand immediately next to the cell tower to get any reception, right? So, so anyway, yeah, go ahead. No, well, I'm sorry, I was going to change course. But, no, go ahead, yeah. change course. I'm done with the cell tower. Okay, my second question is. What was her plan for him staying at the cabin? Okay, so let, let me establish what that is plot-wise. We're going to tell you guys the plot in piecemeal because there's not much that happens here. So what happens is he goes to survey the land. He gets lost. Even though he's apparent, we've seen all the – they use the same three pieces of set all the time. So he's lost apparently one foot from the house. But at a certain point, he is literally nearly – he probably has frostbite. No one's concerned about that. And he stumbles to the door and scares her, which makes sense. She's in this isolated cabin. He knocks on the door and scares the shit out of her. She thinks she's going to hurt him with like a, a nutcracker or something like that. And, um, but anyway, she lets him into the house eventually. I'm not going to get into the details of that, but, and then he spends the night. Well, can we talk about that, that scene? Yeah, we will in a bit. For a minute. Me, okay. but, but what I'm, I'm going to tell the audience, right? I'm going to give basically, I'm going to give us free reign right now to go anywhere we want because, what happened, I was going to tell this part of the movie, because this movie, this part I'm going to tell you right now, as simple as it is, is about 45 minutes to 50 minutes of the movie. She lets him in. Okay. The next morning, and we'll talk about little pieces here. Uh, they talk, and it turns out he, he just casually mentions, they're having friendly conversation, and he casually mentions that he's there to survey this property that his uncle, and then it turns out, she recognizes that his uncle is the man that her great grandmother, uh, I guess, loved, and that the uncle had left her. And uh, they have a phrase in their family: la the last name of the guy is Walker. Don't ever trust a Walker because they walk away. We'll get into that, okay? But and he and he says to her, "Oh, well, you're the you're the m member of the family. I want to buy you out of this house. I want give me an offer. I will pay you money." For your part of the property. And she's very offended by this. Throws him out back into the snow. He has to beg to come back in. He comes in the apartment. Then they do this very 1970s sitcom thing. Where like a Three's Company episode. Where half the house is his and half the house is hers. And she has the hot water. But he has the hair dryer. That goes on for way too long. They eventually make amends over a game of Yahtzee. And then they fall in love. And he agreed because they're now falling in love and doing all these cute things. 
He agrees to keep staying day by day. He stays longer and longer until finally when they go on a little hike past the cell tower, that's when he finds out he's been gone for days that everyone's worried about him and that he lost his deal. That's about the next 45 to 50 minutes of this movie. I and mean, did I miss anything major there, Lori? Uh, no. Oh, and she yeah, also shows I, although, on, one, on one of the moments she shows him about literally, I think that's more than a thousand acres, but she shows him like literally the Grand Canyon and says, that's the property. you Yes. Own. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like a, the entire, uh, mount, mountain range of California is this. <laughs> is, all this is yours. Okay. <clears throat> go ahead, Lord. So, all right. Let's go bit by bit because yeah. I have, I have an issue with each one. Yeah. One, w- we're going to go back to the cell tower thing. They do not have a phone in the cabin. No. Wouldn't there be like, what happens if something, an emergency yeah. befalls them and they yeah. need to get at least like a landline a or landline. something? Yeah. To get to the ca- okay, because here's my issue with the whole thing. Yeah. This movie would have stopped in its tracks when that guy banged on the door. Because if I was home, I would not have opened the door. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I would have let that guy freeze to death. You do not. If you're a woman and or man staying alone in a cabin and a stranger knocks on your door, do not open the door. Mm-hmm. No romantic befuddlements will yeah. come your way. Mm-hmm. It will just be a murderer and or a nuisance. Yeah. Either way, they need to go away. Mm-hmm. So second thing, she finally opens the door and he passes out on her on her doorstep. So what does she do? She takes off his jacket, leaves on his pants and boots, and puts him under the window on a on a couch with the flimsiest looking ja- blanket I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, this man is essentially dying from from being from being in the from freezing to death, and <clears throat> she takes off his only only. A uh, warm outfit and just puts him under a window mm-hmm. <laughs> and with a blanket. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought the movie was going to start with her realizing she had a dead body. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is, is then we get to the whole, the whole issue with her, uh, him saying that he owns the property. Yeah. There's two different things with that. There's two yeah. different issues I have with that. The first sure. one is she knows this because we find out at the end that she knows exactly what is her her, pro- her family's property and what exactly is the Walker's family property. And yeah. that the cabin lies exactly in the middle of both properties. Yeah. So she knows that somebody else owns the property. Really quickly, I'm going to stop you there for a second just to clarify something for the audience. In the backstory of this film, her great-grandmother and his great-uncle – built this cabin together as a couple and mm-hmm. they, and, and on the deed, they're both listed as the owners of this cabin. Okay. Later yes. in the movie, like I told you, he, he knows he has some property. She, she takes him to show him all the property that's his. Okay. But, but again, what Laurie's talking about is at the very end of the movie, she realizes an equal amount of property that's owned by her family and the great grandmother and that the, that the dividing line is right where the cabin is. Go ahead. But what I love about this is there's no rhyme or reason as to why nobody else in this family knows about this property. Nobody else in the family. I mean, the great, great uncle never once tried to get the cabin back from the grandmother. He never once tried to, to build anything on that land. He just left it. Like that makes no sense. Just left it, Lori. And by the just way, just left it. No oil company or any kind of natural resource company didn't call yeah. them and say water. Yeah, 
uh, you have a ton of very valuable property. We will give you a hundred billion dollars. I don't know what the, the properties were. Yeah. For that property. No, they're just like, okay, no, they own it. Nobody, just, just, nobody's good because cell towers are bad. So nobody's yeah. dared venture to if the. If anything, you're right. If anything, they'd be like, well, well, like, okay, RuPaul is under all this controversy right now because she has an enormous amount of property in Montana or Wyoming or something like that. And she uses that land essentially to lease to oil companies to for fracking. And she makes a ton of money literally just leasing this land to oil companies. Okay? Yeah. You're telling me this financial wizard has a thousand acres and in his family, no one's ever thought we could do something with this property. No. And also, he doesn't go there for the property. No. He goes there for the cabin. For the cabin. So she's the one who tells him that she, he has all this property. Yeah. He doesn't know. He didn't. For some reason, he couldn't pull out the schematics of what his uncle owned. But Lori, uh, Lori, Lori, here's the other thing, too, is this is where she's irresponsible. Okay. And this is where if I was in her family, I'd be pissed. This man, she doesn't know his wealth, but he, she did say he works in finance or something like that, comes to her and says, I want to buy you out. There's no offers are made, by the way. He just says, he essentially tells her name a price. And yeah. she decides on behalf of the entire family, and we only know about the brother and his family. We don't even know how that her parents, everybody else in the extended family, she is speaking for them and saying no. But but the thing is, is though, that's my problem. Again, and that's another problem I have. When she's talking to her brother, she's she's going to go to the cabin to clean out some stuff, and he says, "Well, I'm going to go out there over the summer yeah. and and clear out everything, and I still have to build a ramp or a, a porch for the for the front, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So why would they clear things out? Why would they clear things out if they weren't planning on selling it or doing something with but, the cabin? But don't you think this, if if like if for instance you're if uh, Let's say your aunt passed away and she left you. Well, she is. She's leaving you and your brother the property, right? The house, correct? Probably, yeah. 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 If your brother got an offer where, like, uh, if you found out that someone like, hey, I'll give you, you know, a million dollars for that house. And he's like, meh. Wouldn't you be like, Billy, excuse me, you're not yeah. talking what to me fuck? first? Yeah. Like, no. She, no, she I would be, know. I would be pissed. But also... We learn so when he's in the hurry to leave, when he, which by the way, I think honestly, I think most of the budget was spent on that effect to show the text messages on the screen, like Sherlock, like Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but if we, uh, we learn when he's in a hurry to leave, he goes, Hey, I'm going to give you a great price. We can work whatever out, whatever price you want. You name your price at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. And her thing is, Okay, but why do you have to leave? So she's fine with it now. She yeah. was pulling him out of the cabin 20, 40 minutes ago. Now she's totally fine with the fact that he's willing. He hasn't changed one iota. He's no. not willing. He's not. He's still wants to sell the cabin. She just is now like, okay, but like, so now we go to my bigger issue, which is what was her plan when, you know, before when they, we at least knew her plan when she, uh, well, actually, let me backtrack a little bit okay. because my second, my third big problem with this movie was that look, this guy owns this property, he owns half this cabin. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why he wasn't just like, give me back the fucking uh, knob for the shower. 
Give me, I, I can run the oh. house. Like he, he literally was allowing her to, to dictate things. And I would have been like, fuck you. I own half this cabin. Yeah. I don't own half the stuff. I own half this cabin. So if I want to walk around this cabin, I'll fucking walk around this cabin. There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. So when she took, she took the shower knob from him like four times. Yeah. I would have been like the first time it happened. I would have, I would have walked into her room and grabbed it out of her hand and said, don't do that again. And it's like, it made no sense why he was allowing her to do that. And so I would have kicked down the door. Well, also he had no kitchen. Was he not eating food? Yeah, he said he couldn't. He couldn't go to the kitchen. So how was he able to get food? How was he able? To, you know, and then also when she was asleep, I would have been like, okay, I'm gonna go eat food now. She's asleep. I would have just done it in her face. There's nothing she can do about it. Yeah. First of all, there's no phones. What's she gonna do? Call the police? That's a good if she point. leaves the house, I just lock her out of the cabin. That's a really good point. She's really tempting fate because he's a much bigger person than she is and could clearly, yeah. if he got angry, overpower her and really harm her. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that this movie was like, literally, they tried to make it like a horror movie gone wrong. They're trying <laughs> to do, it's, it's, you know, there's a classic movie uh, with Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert called... Um, it's like the it's like the first romantic comedy ever. It happened one night, and they kind of have a similar relationship. In fact, I think they even do the fifty fifty thing in there, right? I could be wrong, but they have like a similar sort of like, oh, we're, we're we have a cute chemistry, blah 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 blah, you know. But um, but one that was a, a like a classic film, but also like it just didn't work, right? And it's just like they're trying to go on that it happened one night type of thing and it just doesn't they don't have that kind of chemistry. I actually want to go backwards. I get the, and the people in the audience, my my dear listeners, we did tell you we'd been jump, jumping around a lot in this movie because there's the, the, such well, a thin plot. I also just real quick I love the the comedic way that she huffs and puffs where she moves her shoulders up and down. I don't know what theater is teaching that. She is the <laughs> worst actress is- of all time. Everything is like she's in a silent Ugh. movie. She's a silent movie. We didn't talk about so on the way up there is a honestly everything in the chef's cafe turns out to be pointless okay but he stops at this restaurant called the chef's cafe where there's a woman wearing full on christmas lights as a necklace okay christmas oh can lights. i tell you my favorite part of the whole movie was at the chef's cafe what is it it's it's obviously an ADR thing and it's where the guy is, the guy is writing the map. So we oh, see, because yeah. for, because we see the, we see the part, hold on, hold on. I have to tell everybody what's going on. So just okay. really quickly, right. here's what happens Chef's Cafe. The man, now by the way, none of this has any bearing on the, sh- <laughs> on the movie um, whatsoever. Yeah. Let's check out. They hint at this, that this is going to come back in a big yeah, way. It never does. does. It does. In fact, I called Lori in the middle of watching the movie going like, ah, oh, this is my guess. We'll get to that in a second. So. Anyway, he goes to the chef's cafe and uh, he's trying to get reception. He's lost. And an old man says, oh, I know the way because I used to be like a hunter as a kid. And I know this past. I know your uncle. I knew him. Uh, old Gusty. Old Gusty. And uh, and uh, here's how you get to the to the to the cabin. And he, and he draws a map for him. That's this scene. OK, go ahead. So. You're looking at it from them sitting on the on the stools in the diner, their backs, and you're seeing the waitress, okay? So then they switch to the side where you then see the back of the waitress, and you're seeing the front of them, and that's where the old man is sort of drawing the map for this guy. Yeah. And the waitress walks up, 
and it's very it's a totally ADR thing. And she goes, "What are y'all doing?" And walks away. Yeah, <laughs> and walks away. And then the guy, the guy goes, "Oh, we're we're drawing a map. He's drawing yeah. a map for me." And it's just like the woman doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> she just goes, "What are y'all doing?" And then just walks away. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's let, my favorite part. So let's talk about this. One, I want to talk about how when we open up in Chef's Cafe, he's sitting there. Like, there are so many things that happen in the scene that make that have no relevance on this movie whatsoever and make no sense. No. He's on a cell phone. It looks like an old school iPhone, like one of the older iPhones. He can't get reception. He drops it from about three feet. Like it's. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> he's sitting on a stool. He drops it from about, I'm not even joking, three feet. It's very, very short. He, cause he's holding it down, drops it. And when he picks it up, it is shattered as if. Uh, like he dropped it in the street and then a truck ran over the phone. Yeah. It, it's like if he was in a shootout and the, a bullet <laughs> hit the phone. <laughs> That's yeah. And saved his life or something. Yeah. Like it is shattered. Life. He dropped it from three feet and it's shattered in a million pieces. The other thing though, is he's like, meh and takes up another yeah. phone. <laughs> takes out another. It's already pre-working. That's already pre-working has all of his contacts, yes. which is in, which is just asinine because, well, A, that just can't happen. You yeah. can't have two phones with the same phone number and same information. So he would lose some things because he can't, it's, it's a different phone with a different phone number. Yeah. So it's like, how did he, <laughs> he just like, ah, I'll move yeah. on to this phone. Yeah, I'll move on to this phone. And by the way, that phone breaking and the other phone, they have no bearing on this plot. It never no. comes back. It never happened. It's never referenced again. It's just, that's it. The phone broke and he had in, another phone. In like, fact, if you look at when he's, te- when he's texting, he uses the phone that's broken when he's texting. So. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. then, so then it's a thing that this happened in Christmas. No, no. It happened in Home for Harvest. And it happens here. Once again, someone who's seemingly responsible and has a big job leaves their location to go to another location and has no idea where they're going, has no idea where they're going to stay. Because what? remember, he was going to be gone for a few days. Where was he planning to stay? Yeah, I mean, if he was planning to stay at the cabin, that's a little presumptuous to assume. Like, look, if I if if my dad one of his jobs is to survey land. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he goes and like, if a house, he works for the sanitation district and if a house, it, usually it's condemned houses that need to be surveyed. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't go and live in the house. He gets a, he gets a motel or a hotel room and he goes and he surveys the land. Mm-hmm. Like why would he assume that this cabin that he knows nothing about is livable? Or, you know, like we say, it's Christmas. How does he know yeah, he doesn't know if it's livable. He doesn't know if he can live there. He doesn't have a different, but how does he know that the other 50, remember, he knows he's going to buy out the other people. How does he know they're not there for Christmas? How does, and also he brings no supplies, no supplies, nothing, right? Um, then, just like that woman, apparently she had another person bring all of her supplies to the cabin. And then, um, he doesn't know where this road is. He has to go. Okay. So then what happens is an old man. Who, by the way, I'm assuming this takes place at least somewhat in the modern era. In fact, I know this movie's from 2015. So this movie is from 2015, okay? It, oh, really? Oh, I have it shown as being from 2019. Oh, really? Okay, let, okay, that's even better. Let's say it's from 2019, okay? 
So it's 2019, right? Yeah. Which means he has an 11 year old iPhone or whatever. He it looks like a first gen iPhone. Anyway, he sees an old man. The old man is about 60, maybe close, mid 60s to 70, right? Which isn't for the, for the story they tell. Once again, these motherfuckers do not know time, right? Based on the story no. we know, his uncle, old Gusty, Okay. Whose name was like William. Yeah. And the only reason why they called him Gusty was because he blew out of there. Yeah. Like wind. So yeah. I was like, oh, is his name Gus? No. No. <laughs> it's William. So they called him Old Gusty because he just traveled with the wind. And then he never came back after he broke up with the, the great grandmother. Right? Never. Not once. And But it, this guy remembers him like it was yesterday. Like it was yesterday. Never came back. But they tell you when we learn this later that this happened around the time of the um stock market crash, which was in 1929. So that means 90 years before, 90 years before is when the 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 uncle and the her great grandmother broke up. 90 years. Right? And this this old guy looks like he's maybe like late. Maybe late seventies. Yeah. No. 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 So how would he have 60s. known this guy? I'm gonna look up how old the actor is from that movie because, um, yeah. How would he have known that guy? Wouldn't have even been born. My uncle is 83 and he was born in 37. Okay. So, um, and he's 83. So let me see here. I'm gonna go to IMDb. Okay. So I also learned the names of the characters. So, um, uh. We're gonna find out how old that actor is. Search. Let me see here. Christmas cabin. So, okay. So then the old man, the way the old man is talking, and then this comes to a directing problem here. Is and I call because I talked to Lori in between. I, I watched wisely upon Lori's advice. I watched it in half hour chunks. Okay. Yeah. I made the mistake of watching it all the way through and it felt yeah. like it was like a um um you know a, a time capsule okay i have drew snyder's age do you want to know how drew snyder is today 2020 how old he is uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 70 he is 64 years old what yeah oh my god he's 64 years old oh no 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 he's 74 years old Oh, okay. All yeah, right. Well, that see that makes a little. But even yeah. still, yeah, seventy four. He was born in nineteen forty six. Okay, seventy four years old. Okay. So he this whole so the guy left mm -hmm. twenty years. Yeah. Or he. So how would he have known who this guy was? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's because that's what I'm saying is that like the t well the time make let's talk about the time here in general. Okay, wait, let me finish this scene here. Let me finish the point, then we'll get to we'll, we'll, the next topic will be the time. <clears throat> is then the old okay. man, and guys, you have to understand something. This is where it gets to a directing problem. The camera is tight on this man, and he goes, they called him old Gusty, because he left, no one's seen him ever since. And the way they build it up is, I told Lori, he's Gusty. Right? You did. And but I was almost gonna just let you just continue but yeah. i was like that'll ruin the movie for well, him he'll if, go I'll, yeah. that'll drive him insane yeah so i was like anything, eh, he's not gusty if anything even if he wasn't gusty the way they directed this scene they made it look like this is a big clue that's gonna pay off later somehow right 
the way that the, I, I think I figured out, I'm looking at the, this actor has a lot of good credits. Maybe they're like, oh, we have this great actor. We're going to focus on him. But the, the heaviness and then the severity with which they treat this man. Cause the other thing that happens, this is why I thought it was going to pay off is before he draws the directions for the, our hero. Okay. Cause he stops and he says, you're selling this property, huh? And he goes, yeah. He goes, well, if I draw you the map, that means I'm telling you where it is. So you owe me half of the money, right? And it's like, it, the movie is very serious about this. And he goes, um, yeah, sure. And he goes, all right. And then he draws the map. I'm like, oh, this is going to fucking pay off. Where now this guy's going to want his half of the fucking money, right? Nope. Nope. Never comes up ever again. Uh, clearly the man was joking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, never pays off anything like that. Okay, so let's get to the time thing. Yeah, nothing ever comes of it. it honestly, to me, I, honestly, I, what I imagined from it was that I, I was like, I looked up this guy, um, and I was like, he's got to be some kind of like actor. He was in Firestarter, so I was like, maybe they were like, hey, we got this guy. We got yeah, yeah I forgot his name already. Bruce we Snyder. got a. Uh, we got Drew Snyder on set, guys. You just let him go where he wants yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, he is the master thespian. So yeah, let's just we'll just improvise around him. You're gonna get to watch a master at work, Drew Snyder. Yeah. So uh, the the time thing makes no sense. Okay, so just so you guys know, the another backstory thing here, and we talked about this, is the woman's grandmother died that year. She loved Christmas. Her great, the great grandmother, the woman who helped build this cabin, died that year. Also, she was somehow big in the Olympics in the in the forties. Okay, mm-hmm. but also dated this Walker guy who left. They even say the date. So it's not even like they got the date wrong. They go October 29th, no, October something, 20 something, 1929, Black Thursday. Even though I don't know, is that, was it really Black Thursday? I always heard that it was Black, Black Monday. Black Monday. Let me see here. Um, I meant to put, to look that up. Not, Cause he calls it, he says Black Thursday. It's funny, you put it in 1929, the first thing that comes up, stock market crash. On, it's another great crash. It was a major American blah 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 blah. It when share prices. I don't care. Let me see. It happened on. Oh God, I need the fucking background. October twenty fourth. No, this is Black Thursday. On October twenty fourth, Black Thursday. The market lost eleven percent of its value. Hmm. Okay. So uh, okay. So he talked about. Then what was Black Monday? I think, there, I think there was Black one Monday in the eighties. There was another one in the eighties. Okay. So oh, so oh, in this story, okay, this guy loses his shirt. Right. On Black Thursday and leaves, he just walks away. Just yeah. walks away. Never comes way, back. You, wouldn't you sell this property if you, if you like? I'm broke. She had nothing except for this cabin, and what does she do? She just lives in the cabin. Yeah. Anyway, and then never. But also, can we talk about this thing that they do like a couple of times throughout the movie, where like when they talk about the the. Um, the uncle he she goes oh yeah he was in stock he was in stocks and then uh the guy goes he was in stocks really oh that's crazy she's like why oh no no reason no reason yeah and then she goes yeah she, 
he traded in, in like equities or he says something. What he traded in equities? Oh, you got to be kidding me. That's crazy. Yeah. Why? Oh, no, no reason. No reason. Yeah. And then go ahead. He goes, uh, and then she goes, yeah. And then they had the black, you know, black. And he goes, yeah, Black Thursday. I remember that day. Mm -hmm. Trust me, everyone remembers that day. Everyone in my business remembers that day. Oh, what do you do? Oh, no, you know, just a little bit of here and there. And then, and then they, and then like two scenes go by. And then he finally goes, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stockbroker. I trade, I do stocks. Like, why did you just say it then? Why did you have to wait? Yeah. And then she does it the same way. She goes, um, <clears throat> she goes, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm writing a book about this amazing woman who, you know, was a trailblazer for women's rights and blah, blah, blah. And did all this, you know, did all this amazing stuff and was the first woman to compete in the shot put and was the first blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, and then he was like, Oh, that sounds really great. And then like, again, two other scenes go by and then she goes, Hey, remember that woman I was about that's my great that's my great grandmother and he goes yeah. oh crazy it's like why did you just say it then why did you lead off of that? this movie makes no sense in fact I, i'm looking at my notes right now remember she lets him in the first time that he sleeps in with a thin blanket yes and he wakes up okay well first of all when he wakes up she says i know your name and tells him his name he's like how do you he goes how do you know my name and she goes i went through your wallet so now i know you're not a criminal how would going through his wallet? How? Know, how would that mean he's not a criminal? Because he would. I think. Yeah. I think one of the main things is by law, when you're a criminal, you have to have a business card that says what crimes <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, crimes. You know, joke yeah. You just you know so. criminal enterprises. So yeah. uh, then and then he goes. This is then he goes. Then he goes. Oh, my back is killing me. By, by the way, she, like a lesbian, she's outside chopping wood, and he goes. Yes. Oh, my back is killing me, and she goes. Let me teach you a secret. He goes, okay. She goes, get in your back. All right. Now put your legs up. Okay. Now rest them on this table. And he goes, wow. This really, and she goes, he goes, she goes, give it some time. He's like, this is not working. He goes, give it some time. He's like, oh my God, that cured my back. By the way, he's sit like this for about two minutes. He goes, that cured my back problem all. First of all, that's not a secret. That is like, Back problems, not even 101. 101. Yeah, yeah. That is like, yeah, lift your legs, take the pressure off your back. And it doesn't just immediately solve your back problem. Well, what I love is, <laughs> what I love is that he goes, yeah, that really solved, that really cured my back problem. And then he gets up off the floor. Yeah. And then he goes to sit down. He goes, oh, <laughs> I was like, well, it didn't kill your back. No, no, you're, <laughs> you're still having back problems. Yeah, but what I it's a, it, it didn't even do it correctly. You're no. supposed to you're supposed to put so basically what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put your legs your knees are supposed to be in a ninety degree angle. Yeah, so you're supposed to put them up and you're supposed to shove your your butt should be they had him do it like diagonally to the table. He's supposed to be right against the table. And he's supposed to tilt his pelvis so that his spine aligns. And he didn't they didn't do anything. They just had him lie on the floor until it tilt and raises one leg up. Yeah. It's like I, that didn't do anything. I like how we're going backwards in time, but when he's knocking on the door and he 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 knocks he's like he's like full of energy. He's like, let me in and then finally he goes he just passes out all of his there's no like No, it's just like come on, please let me in. Pass out. Like just instant yeah. pass out. And then she peeks through a curtain. She is the worst person at peeking. Ugh. She literally opens the entire curtain. <laughs> she and like pokes pulls her it. Out. 
she pulls it. She pulls it. See, here thing. Her at or the way she was acting was like, if he, I can, I can pull the curtain back, but if he doesn't see my face, mm-hmm. then that does, then he won't be able to see me. So she pulls the kid curtain back and then peeks her uh, her head slowly out, and it's like, no, you, he can still see that you pulled back the curtain, you dumb yeah. idiot, like. What or what I love is when he's walking through the forest. At no point do you think that he's actually uh, in it has problems, except for he'll be walking and then randomly just trip and fall and roll down a hill. Yeah, yeah, that was his acting for that he was lost. That yeah, was yeah, like yeah. how he you saw that he was he, but he never once like you never saw him be like, oh, I can't breathe no. or I'm cold no. or no. you know, no. It just he's just walk, jauntily walking and then just. Tr- falls down a hill yeah yeah uh, my favorite thing was when they did that, that snowball fight uh with that and ended in them doing snow angels like that oh that was just, i was like i i really hope this movie ends with a meteor just killing all both of them yeah so then what happens i know we've covered this already is then they start talking it's friendly at first actually and then he says he wants to buy her out and she loses her shit shit it's not i she acts as if he told you oh by the way this cabin is mine Later, well let's, let's okay we need to jump we have we're running out of time we need to jump way ahead but let okay. me just let me just argue the 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 science we've done or not an the hour science. And 15 minutes what we've done an hour and 15 minutes that's what i said we have we're, we need to keep we need to move it along okay but what i'm saying is the logistics of how she kicks him out of the house they're sitting uh, they're sitting together mm-hmm. right on <clears throat> on uh on the couch and they're both just wearing like regular jeans and t-shirts okay mm-hmm. yeah when she the next he goes, I want to make you an offer. The next scene of her pushing him out of the house is they're both in jackets and hats. So at some point, she had to have put on her jacket, put on her hat, gotten him his jacket and hat, given it to him, and then shoved him out the door. Mm-hmm. How? How did, she, how did she accomplish that? By magic. Oh, my God. I'm so frustrated. So anyway, so the rest of the movie. So basically, the, there's two There's there's two parts of the movie. There's the first part where she's angry with him and she yeah. divides the house. Yeah. And then there's the second part where sh- they play Yahtzee yeah. um, and uh, then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. And she says that, that the Yahtzee board game has all of the, t- all of the, the scorecards from every game they've played. And there were two, two scorecards in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, so then the, um, but then they get to the end, and she's she, he go, he tries to leave twice. Okay, this one it turns into like a misery situation. Mm-hmm. He tries to leave twice. The first time he tries to leave, he goes, "Yeah, I, I have to." Logist logically goes, "I have to go back, and I have to check in. And I have to do stuff for work." Mm-hmm. And she goes, "But you can't just hang out some mm-hmm. more." Mm-hmm. And he's all like, "Uh, well, no. I mean, I have to go back." He has a real life and, and a real job. And people that he who has are to worried go back about to. him. They told him he was only yeah. gone for like a day or two. And th- a lot of the text messages are, where are you? Are you okay? We're worried. Yeah. And his text messages that he sent out were like, save me from this hellhole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so anyway, so then, she, so then he goes, you know, I don't have to go. I can stay, but doesn't check in, doesn't notify people that he's okay. Mm-hmm. So, 
he goes, so he stays with her some more. And then they decide to go for a walk to the other side of the, the land. where There's apparently a waterfall. And she, you know, he then gets all the text messages and he has to run and he, he goes, I, I'm sorry, I have to go. I have to go. I can't, I can't, I can't stay. I have to go. Yeah. And she goes, okay, well, don't you have to go back to the cabin to get your things? Yeah. What things? What did he bring with her? He had a backpack. So then, so then she, he, so then he goes back to the cabin. She gets, she literally walks into the cabin, shuts the door, takes off her jacket and just kind of looks around and goes to the bathroom. And he walks in and she goes, Oh, I thought you left already. Oh, yes. What? That was so frustrating. You're like, bitch, you made him. Oh. Oh, yes, that, that part really annoyed me. That, that part really, really, it's, it's funny because we're missing all these notes. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. forgot about that. Um, cause during just, I really, I want to touch on this in the Yahtzee scene. In the Yahtzee scene, she finds out he hates Christmas and she gives him this fucking lecture. Like, how fucking dare you hate Christmas? Christmas is about family. It's about them like, bitch, you're avoiding your family on Christmas. Yeah. Also, like, he never gives a reason. He just no. says he just doesn't like, he doesn't like Christmas. He never, like, I could see, like, saying, like, oh, I don't like the, the, the way that the pageantry of Christmas, I don't like how it's been bastardized. Mm-hmm. Or when I was growing up, we didn't really, you know, my family didn't really have, we didn't really have, I didn't really have great memories. So I just never really got into Chris. Like, I could see any of those being, no, he just said, I just don't like Christmas. I'm just a Christmas person. Oh Never once gives an explanation. I am. Uh, I look at all these notes I have here, but you're right. We're, and also, this movie is not worth it. So anyway, uh, Le- but my my question still remains: yeah. what Was her plan for them like? Did she legit think that they were going to live there in that cabin forever? Like at I don't some know. point, they were going to have to go back to their lives. I know. And Lori, she's, I know. she acts so hurt surprised that he wants to go back and, and check in with his people. Like, well, yeah. Well, she's I, I don't understand like that. They were dating already and they planned this. And then he is like, no, I got to go back. No, bitch. He had said he was only there to survey the land. And there are people who are worried about him. And that, like he, like he had, whether or not his deals are stupid and they have to wait till the next year, he has a life and people are expecting him. And she acts like you, and and you can tell the movie agrees with her, like you fucking asshole. Like yeah, well typical. yeah, yeah, because he eventually comes back to her, yeah. and realizes that he's in the wrong. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is a cult. <laughs> this is she's starting a cult. She's making him feel guilty for leaving. Yeah, but once again, about people of color, uh, not being there purely to to serve the white man is later on. So he goes back to town. He calls his secretary Octavia, and she's like, "I can't book you a flight." And he goes, "Oh, you can't book me." She's like, "It's Christmas. I'm not working." Well, and he's like, "Oh, well, how am I going to get out of here?" I'm like, "Book your own flight." What I love is that it's not even like. We, he could have booked his own flight. That was that was that was annoying. But then the other thing that I love is that she goes, "Well, if I the flight that I want to book you has like three layovers," and he goes, "Fine, just book it." And she goes, "No, it's Christmas Eve. I'm going to do that." <laughs> and I would have been like, "You're my freaking secretary. Uh, yeah, book and also, the flight." And also, Christmas Eve is not an official holiday. 
Yeah, Christmas Eve is not an, a note, you know, like a recognized holiday, and and they act like nobody works on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like people still travel and work on Christmas. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole group of people that don't even celebrate Christmas. Not yeah. every this movie reacts like oh, everybody celebrates Christmas. That's a really good point. There are people like Jews and non Christians who don't celebrate Christmas. You're right. The world yeah. keeps moving. Even if the world, not- mo- nobody, not everybody in the world celebrates Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, pe- so they, this, the, they act like that planes are shut down and that people are not doing things on Christmas. And it's just like, I would have, if I would have been like, the flight or you're fired. <laughs> like, like, it was just like, she refused to do her job. Well, he even says, he even says, if you do this for me, I'll give you two weeks off. And she's like, I'm still going to take two weeks, mm-hmm, and I'm not going to book you that flight. Later, sucker. And then hugs up the phone. And I'm like, she goes, that man needs to get a girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, why are you talking what? like that? And then also, it's booking. Well, first of all, he can book his own flight. But booking a flight takes maybe five minutes. You know, like, it, it's just she has his credit card. She has all his info. She's his secretary. It would literally take her five minutes. And also, this so, is a person who's been missing. He's like, I'm stuck here in this random yeah. place that's never named. You know, I'm stuck here. Get me a flight out. She's like, mm. she should. You know what? You know what? No. No. You know what? She should take her own fucking advice. You know what? It is my day off, but it's fucking Christmas, and this man is stuck somewhere. I am going to book him. I'm going to take five minutes of my fucking day and book him a flight. But then, but then, to your point, after everything's said and done, and she doesn't, he goes, "Well, there's nothing I can do. I can't. (laughs) I can't book my own flight. So I guess I'm stranded here." Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's just like, well, so he, he goes, he just goes, well, I guess I'm stuck here till, till after Christmas. Yeah. It's like, what? Fuck your own flight. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. So then yes. he goes back to the diner and the, the old guy says, I gotta be honest. I blacked out. I was, I literally was almost unconscious. After, I just was so, my brain shut down after this. So all I remember from this part was the, the old guy says something about, some Christmas or memories or something. Yeah, yeah. That, he goes that, yeah. back to the cabin, and he goes. Uh, he go, and then she goes. Oh, so I found out something about our, which is like, how did she find it out in the time frame that you know they they uh, were gone? He was gone, and, and he like po- apologizes for profusely for leaving. Which I'm like, mm-hmm. again, not not something you should have to apologize for, but he. Uh, she goes, our, my, my land is on the other side. It's walk. That's the, I forgot what her wetly land mm-hmm. and well, the Walker land is on that side. And the cabin is smack dab in the middle. And then they, and then they're like, Oh, so this is where the cabin is. And then that's it. And then they just, then they're just living, going to live apparently happily ever after in this cabin forever. It's like, it's almost like she just is become agoraphobic and does not, not want to leave this cabin. By the way, I never got to my point where we got, we don't have a tangent is going back. To, oh, you know, I was looking at my noit, no, my noits. I was looking at my noits and looking at my noits. And I noticed that, um, the great grandma, she just died that year would have been at conservatively, you know, 111 years old. Right. Oh, yeah. Because if she was 20 in 1929 when they built this cabin, that means she was born in 1911 or something like that, you know? 
And um, she acts like the grandma died at like 50. She's like, oh, and we're so like, I look, I, I my grandma died at 93 and I was really sad, but I was like, oh, she lived a really good life, you know? Yeah. Like, with, a, I mean, at, anybody dying is, is sad. Well, right. not anybody dying. I mean, there's some people that I feel like I, I, I'll dance on their graves, yeah. but most people dying is sad. I think that, um, it, when they're, it, it's, it's tragic when they're younger because they don't get to experience everything about life. When you're, you know, my grandfather's 87, I want to mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. and you know, he's going through some issues right now. And, and I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be sad if he passes away, but at the same time, he's lived 87 years. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. So the goal is always to go later in life, not earlier in life, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And so I think that, yeah, I mean, they act like it was a shock that to the system that like nobody saw it coming. And it was like, if once I feel like once you're, I I've had relative, my dad's had relatives that have been 102 or 103 Mm -hmm. when they've passed away. And you know, it's like, you go like, okay, this person is obviously like, you know, this, this is their time. Yeah. So. Well, they lived a good life. There's no, and you're. Well, sad. I guess not 102. I think the oldest person alive is like 103. Okay. So I probably 99. I don't think anyone's really going for your the specifics. Okay. But uh, but the point is that uh, if she was that old and she because she raised us, I'm like your parents had like a 90 year old woman raising you. Like it's like, yeah. like here, 90 year old lady, you don't have nothing better going on, you know, and um. Uh, well, this goes to my theory that she's a lesbian because they were like, we don't want, we don't want your lifestyle yeah. in our, in our house. And so then they had her raised by the, you know, well, by the, the way, the, the grandmother, by the way, this is something that really annoys me because this woman is not a likable person. And yet the, the movie takes a viewpoint that she's super cute. Like she's Meg Ryan and sleep in Seattle, you know? And, uh, and it just, she just comes off as super cunty and bitchy. Um, okay. Do you have any other? Yeah. Well, I love, I love how in the movie they say like, you flash that cute grin. Yeah, uh, like, why do the hot ones always have to be so annoying? And I was like, what? Is she hot? What? I, I, I was wondering as a game animal, is she, like, don't get me wrong. She's not an ugly or unattractive person. I'm like, she's I attractive, would, but, but I'm a lesbian. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. That's but wait, is say. she hot? I, look, I mean, she's she's lone woman in a cabin hot. You know, yeah. she's only only woman, only appropriate woman of age within 20 feet hot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, her attitude now, her attitude makes her less hot. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can't believe we did this much on this. And I still have I still have pages and pages of notes that I didn't get to. But none of it really super worth. I would like to point out to everybody listening to this yeah. that Joe has consistently for like the last three ep- three episodes been like we're gonna do this in like forty five minutes tops. So I'm well, just I letting you know, Joe. I just don't think it, that we have that much to talk about. Then we do. By the way, I do want to point out one thing we didn't bring up is it's, 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 I think it's like the, actually the very last shot. To be honest with you, when he decides he's like he passes the cell tower, and I think he's getting cell phone messages from his secretary saying like, oh, by the way, the detail the deal's gonna work out just after a year, something like that, right? And he looks at the phone as he passes the cell tower, and he just throws the fucking phone behind his shoulder and into the snow. And I'm like, you're still going to need a cell phone. Well, he has like four other phones. That's true. <laughs> so as we learned, he probably has a bunch of other phones. Yeah. 
I to be honest with you, yeah, I I honestly feel like this is going to turn. If we if we did a realistic look at this movie, we would see like two years later these people have died, and you know it's because they just could not. They had this. The woman had this cryptic fear of leaving the cabin. Oh, really? Then- no, I would say that what what I would see is that this woman clearly once the snow melts and the romance of the holidays are over. This guy goes, all right, like, so how much are we going to really get this for? And then they just fucking sue each other in court for the next, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, because logically, this this property is like a huge boon for them. Like, they need Mm -hmm. to capitalize on this. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't talk about this. All right. Well, (laughs) yeah. In fact, we've talked about it longer than the movie the movie the movie only an hour 25 minutes oh we could dissect it even further yeah yeah i, I feel like away still pages, feel nothing. pages and pages of notes anyway we'll see you guys next week right here on hallmark homos Audio. is it still hallmark homos i don't know because it's all lifetime well somebody made the point i might agree with it like just keep it hallmark homos because even though it's not they're not hallmark movies it's Hallmark's also just a genre of movie. And so it sort of sells exactly what the movie is. Anyway, we'll see I you guys. I kind of like sentenced to lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I true. like that. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.